people of the Central Michigan area, it's time for Spock Sports Show on 92.3 FM and AM 830 WMMI. Here is your source for mid-Michigan sports. He is the one and only Mr. Chris Spockman. Welcome on into a fresh edition of Spock Sports Show here on the Mid-Michigan Matters Hour. Once again, a big thank you to Tina and to Stephanie taking some time to chat with me. The 9K auction is coming up February 5th at the Comfort Inn and Conference Center. Chance for you to win some big cash roll. You can find that podcast via the WMMI My1043 SoundCloud page. Now let's get on into Spock Sports Show. This past week had a couple big ball games. Got to see Claire Bessant for Meridian 42-32. Talk about that game and where all of our teams are at in the second half of Spock Sports Show along with this week in MHSA Sports with John Ross. But after the Mount Pleasant Oilers best of Cadillac 55-54 on a free throw line violation that took away the game-tying free throw, I had to catch up with Coach Shell and actually Pat Onstack I didn't expect Coach Shell to make his way all the way up the bleachers after the game, but credit to him to hear my great conversation with him. But I was able to catch up with Pat Onstack a little bit, former Mount Pleasant boys, junior varsity basketball coach. So here's our conversation after the Oilers' huge win, 55-54 over Cadillac. I got to get somebody else's opinion on this. And so, Pat, thanks so much for joining me. Running the camera here. I know we had Jack Irvin down doing the play by play, does a fantastic job with the NFHS network. 55 54, the final. Uh, that last two minutes of the game was probably about as long as the first half. What, a, what an atmosphere here tonight. Tell me about your thoughts at the game, and what was it like for the broadcast for the students having an exciting finish like this? Well, you know, just situational basketball right there. You know, you, you look at a situation where taking care of the basketball within those last two minutes, Mal Pleasant, I think, it tried as much as they could to give the game away to, <laughs> to Cadillac, uh, and, but give Cadillac a lot of credit. They fought right up until that last .2 seconds and unfortunately came up a free throw short as well as obviously the lane violation and, and really had an opportunity to win it with two different oppor- you know two different layups. Um, Mount Pleasant needs to take care of the basketball and it came to kind of fruition against their last game and now tonight as well and I hopefully coach Shell over this next uh, you know couple days can kind of straighten those guys up in that regard. Yep, somebody I want to get your thoughts on. You got to go help him take things down here. Logan Barodichuk down low as a sophomore. I, I made the comment that he might be in double digits blocks tonight. I don't know if he quite got there, but, man, he was strong down low. And you think about what that kid's going to bring to this program, let alone the football program the next couple years. What an athlete. He, he is, and, and I think more so even his physical prowess, his mental prowess is good as anybody I've seen from a sophomore. He plays well above his years, and there's a kid who has been in the gym since he's been, you know, waist high. Uh, so he's been around these situations He's been around these situations before, so this isn't new to him. Yeah, you know, playing with his older brothers in the football team, obviously being around the gym. I call him Kyle every once in a while. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, and and Coach Shell has been like a you know surrogate dad to him as far as the close friends of the or the Brodichucks, and he can talk more about it. But uh, there's not a moment or a spotlight too big for Logan Brodichuk. Right on, Pat. I'll kick you off then since we got Dan Shell coming up here. But a big shout-out to Pat Onstat. Check them out on the NFHS Network if there's an Oiler game you want to watch. If they're here, it is fantastically done. Does a Pat on. And actually, if you remember the football games we did a couple years ago, pretty much that same production. And now a big shout-out to Coach Dan Shell walking all the way up the bleachers here to talk to me. And one of those hanging on by the hair of your chinny-chin-chin chin tonight. Yes. And Co- uh, Onstat, I guess I could call him Coach Onstat still. He you was talking about right. how you guys kind of struggled the same thing against Lapeer. You lost that one. You able to hang on to win here tonight but going forward it's one of those where you got a game you got to win but boy you got a lot to work on as well don't you we do I, I, bottom line is is like I told the guys we got to make steps forward and this is the third game now we've almost lost it at the end on just poor decisions on our part and 
And that's on me because i got to prepare them better for that. And, and we'll work on that, I promise you, because we've had three of them already. We've been fortunate with two of them. But at the same time, we came in a little shorthanded. Next guy up mentality, right? I mean, we've had some adversity in the program, and, and we just keep fighting, and, and it's the next guy up mentality. Yeah, but I know you're going to love when I tell you this. Corey Davis had 12 points in the second half, Coach Shell. Yeah, two no. at halftime. He ended with 14 and four for four at the free throw line yep. in the fourth quarter. I can't ever talk about it too much, how big free throws are, in particular boys basketball. I'm telling you, when I watch varsity girls basketball, they're better at the free throw line than the boys are, and it really comes into play huge. And tonight you look at it, you guys went, leave it six for eight from the free throw line in the fourth quarter. I believe Cadillac went four for eight. Yeah, the big difference the, yep. right there. Then the sure. lane violation at the end. I actually really liked that call by the official. That's one of those things that maybe you, you maybe they don't make that call because, yeah, it's going to go into overtime anyway. But he was right on top of it, made that call. And tonight was a, a tough game to officiate. I thought they did a great job. You guys both had two physical basketball teams. Yeah, bottom line is this. is I, I, I totally understand Ryan's frustration with it. But, but like I tell my guys, it's 32 minutes of basketball. That's for the officials, too. Right, yeah. so they they don't get a, you know, good officials do their job no matter the score, or who they're playing, and, and, and the situation. Right, that's their job. And 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 is it always easy? No, you know, um, I, I would have liked to say we could have made it easier by making some other plays down the stretch. But at the same time, these are great learning games for us. I mean, yeah, yeah would I have loved to win by ten and, and had it easy and not get a few more gray hairs? Sure, but these are games that you know we 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 have all this adversity. We have guys out of the lineup. You know, we had four kids out tonight. <laughs> and that's not an excuse. And, and, and like we told our guys, it's next guy up mentality. You, you can't worry about the guys that are here. You've got to worry about the guys that are, that are there. And, and I know the guys that are they're at home, hopefully they're listening on the radio and they're, and they're watching us and they're jumping through their freaking couches right now because they want to be back as well, right? But, but that's what you've got to do. Yeah. You could sulk about what you don't have or you come up with what you got and you just fight. And, and, and you know, like we talked in the locker room, it's a, it's a big family in there, and it is. That's why Tyler Huneman and my son and, and Anton Cotton and all these kids are here because they remember what it's like to play here. Yep. You know? And uh, something Pat and I were talking about as you come walking up, and he said you'd be able to talk about it a little bit better. I don't know if Logan Brodchuk had 10 blocks tonight, but it was close. Um, what he's able to bring to you down low, and one thing that Pat brought up was his mental prowess that he has down there as well. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, the kid's a tough kid. He really, he really is. He's, he's, he's a little bit frail. You know, he's, he's a 15-, 16-year-old kid. But he's long. I mean, you look at the poster on the wall, and he's got his arms stretched out. It looks <laughs> yeah. like they're about eight feet across, right? Now, he's, he's got to learn better decision-making, some other things. But that's youth. I mean, the, game, the speed of this game compared to what he's played in the, in the past is really fast. And, and the kids that he was going against right now had some serious length. I mean, the finish he made down there against number 21, who's all Genema of 6'7". great, yes. And, and fairly athletic and, and yet long. And the mid-Michigan uh, college guys here looking at him tonight. Yeah. You know, he's a very impressive yes, player. No, was... he, 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 you know, for him to finish that play over him, that shows you some of the moxie that he has, though. Because yeah. he doesn't back away sometimes to a fault, you know, like, you know, understands situations. But at the same time, he's a tough-minded kid that wants to win. If you've been around him, he wants to win. And, and you can't teach that. Right? It's yeah. hard to get kids motivated. He's, he's not a hard kid to get motivated. You've got to calm him down a little bit, you know, and that's a good thing. <laughs> and Gatliber, Parita, yeah, we've been talking about them for a couple of years. They were great tonight. The guy I want to finish talking about is Corey Davis. I think he's the JNR engraving player of the game tonight. It was him and Barodichuk did. I don't want to say they shut down Genema in the second half, but, boy, they made things a lot tougher for him in that second half. When he got into the lane, there was a body on him every time he was trying to finish. And Corey Davis, those two clutch free throws he had there at the end yeah. obviously ended up being the difference in the ball game. So how do you feel about that, him as the player of the game? Well, I, I would agree 100%. But bottom line is this. I challenged him coming in there. I said, you're a great athlete. And right now, you need to challenge yourself. And, and, 
And that's all that needs to be said. And you watch the difference in the second half, the way he defended him. Yes. He, yep, he, yep. he worked for everything he got. Did he make some tough shots? Good players do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but he, you had look, to... he had 14 in the first quarter. He ends the game with, I believe, 21 yep. or 22. He said it's big, big difference right there. And a lot of that's Corey Davis. And talked about it all year whenever I talked about Bubba. It's one of those he couldn't say enough about Corey Davis. And yep. he was the star of that football team. But this is why multi-sport athletes are so important and the things that Corey Davis is learning. He said he's filling a void here maybe tonight, something, you know, a different role that he needs to step in. Yeah, and, man, sure. he excels because it's next man up, the way you guys do with your program. Yeah. Very similar to Coach McIntyre. just yeah. kind of reminds me you of know, that. You know, I, I talked to Bubba today about Corey Davis. <laughs> and he says, what do you think? Can he play Division One football? And I said, yes, yes he, can. he can. Because he's tough. Pe- people, people don't understand what, what competitive nature does to kids. And you give me a kid that maybe runs a 4-6 instead of Corey's 4-7. Yes. And, but, but doesn't have the toughness and the willingness to win and to compete. It's a no-brainer. And somebody's going to get a really, really good football player. And I hope somebody out there is listening because somebody's going to get a really, really good football player. And for me, he's becoming a really, really good basketball player. So I, it makes me happy, that's for sure. Yeah, he has just been an unbelievable player to watch. And the, other, the last thing I want to talk to you about, I'll let you go celebrate with the team. Sorry for keeping you a little longer. And sorry to Cheyenne Hole back at the studios, keeping her a little longer as well. <laughs> I you apologize. Got, you got seven seniors on yep. this team. Um, that's something you've actually had quite a bit through the past years. Yeah. You've had five seniors in the starting lineup. But these seniors, we've, <laughs> I've, I've watched them on the freshman team on the JV team, and a lot of them have been together now for five, six years, and they have played a ton together. You talked about it, a family in the locker room. What's the cohesiveness like with those seven seniors? Well, they, they really like each other. That's the first thing, and that, and that goes a long way in the sure game of does, basketball, yeah. right? It, it, they, they trust each other. They, they believe in each other. Now, the senior part of it is actually a little skewed because with COVID, they're almost like juniors. True that. Yeah. They, they didn't get the opportunities maybe as we did last year. As I told people, we, we practiced ten times all last year. <laughs> You know, we've practiced more before our first game this year than we did all last year combined. So there's been that. That's the nice thing about this team is that, that growth is still there. It's not like, oh, everybody knows what's going on. It's every day in practice we're learning something. I mean, we haven't implemented half of what we're doing because, you know, I'm a believer. You, you get really good at what you do before you move on. And, and we're getting better at stuff, and we'll start implementing more stuff as the season goes on. Um, but, but, yeah, they, they, it's, it's a nice group. It, it, they, they really love to play. And they really like each other. And it seems like one of those things that you probably don't have to call them out too much because they're calling out each other, aren't they? Do. They do. You, you talk about a team that tracks, trash talks each other. There's, <laughs> I've never had a team that trash talks each other more, you know, than, than these guys do, you know. But it's, it's all in good fun and it's all in competitive spirit. And, 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 and we are very, very fortunate to take this win, but you better believe we'll take it. Right on. 55-54. I believe that was the final. Uh, yeah, yeah. We won by one. We That's won by one. That's all that matters. I believe it was 55-54. Thanks so much to Coach Shell for joining us. That'll wrap things up here. Another big, big thank you to Coach Shell taking some time to chat with me there after that big, big win. Time for a break here on Spock Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to talk more about another big win that I saw this week as Claire Best and Sam from Meridian 42-32 at this week in MHSA Sports with John Ross. Talk about where all of our teams are at now to try and get into the thick of things here for Mid-Michigan High School Loops. Well, some teams trying. Talk about that and much more in the second half of Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92. Okay, here are five important reasons why your son or daughter should play a high school sport. Number one. High school sports teach valuable life lessons like self-discipline, sportsmanship, and time management skills. Two. Teens who play a high school sport have better grade point averages and fewer disciplinary problems. Number three. High school sports help fight teen obesity and substance abuse. Here's number four. High school sports provide wholesome, constructive after-school activity, perfect for today's families. And number five. 
and high school sports are safer than ever before. Injury surveillance and research, better equipment, and the continuing education programs for coaches provided by state and national athletic associations have made high school sports safer than ever before. This message presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association and the Michigan Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.